Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Win Today podcast, where it is our mission to inspire people to win today by connecting with amazing leaders and sharing amazing stories. My name is Ryan Cass, and I am your host, and it is my passion to serve others and equip you with tools to win today, tomorrow, and in the future. We are committed to bringing you dedicated, talented, and passionate experts that will inspire you, educate you, and push you to reach your goals and secure a prosperous future in life for yourself, your family, your community, and those around you. We love inspiring people to win today, push forward, overcome obstacles, and live their greatest life. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please help us grow and continue to serve as many people as possible on our mission by sharing the podcast, subscribing, and if you feel led, hitting one of those buttons that has five stars on it. Now, thank you so much for tuning in, and let's connect with our guest. What is up, my friends? This is episode number 36 on season two, and this is going to be just me here, solo, and I am going to be sharing my top lessons learned from my 20s. I am fresh into a new decade, just turned 30 years old this past weekend. It feels a little strange saying that, turning 30, but I'll tell you what, that I couldn't be more excited and thrilled to open the book on a new chapter in this amazing story that is being written and lived out, created, designed, because ultimately I believe that we get to design a lifestyle. We don't just live a life, we get to design a life. So I'm here designing a new decade and very much fired up for what is to come. I feel that every year is continuing to get better and better and better as a result of being intentional, staying committed to my purpose, giving back, and following my heart. And I appreciate each of you for continuing to stick around. More and more feedback has been coming in. This show is continuing to grow, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful. So I'm going to talk about 10 lessons that I learned in my 20s. I thought about writing 20 lessons from my 20s or 30 things that I learned before turning 30 years old, or and I figure, well, you know what? I'm really going to reflect on what I learned over the last 10 years because many of the things that I talk about on the podcast in my solo episodes as I've been vulnerable about my life are things that have shaped the course for the future. A lot of things that have occurred in my 20s are shaping the course for my now 30s and the rest of my life. So with that, Let's jump into it. Number one, top thing that I learned 
in my 20s that I wish I would have known right off the start. Create time for yourself. That sounds obvious. It wasn't something that I prioritized much at the start of my career at the Boeing company. So 2015, I was 22 years old, graduating from the Citadel, about to move to St. Louis to start my career with the Boeing company in a highly competitive rotation program that brought in 30 graduates from across the country. And I figured that, hey, this is my time to shine and I'm going to work, 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 put my head down, grind, and I'll take time for myself later. I'll take vacation later and right now is time to to move. Nothing wrong with that thought. What I didn't know at the time is that it's just as important to grind hard as it is to relax and utilize vacation time, especially if you're at a company that that offers it. It got so bad for me that I had managers telling me for years, two years it took, them saying, Ryan, you've maxed out your vacation time because I was at the point of, of where I would no longer accrue vacation hours because I'd built up so many. I said, you really need to to get the heck out of here. And it took three years before I took my first real vacation. Like I'd taken a day or two off here or there, but I'd never taken a week off. It took three years for, for me to do that. And I went to Hawaii for my 25th birthday, found an amazing travel deal for $390 round trip from Atlanta to Kauai, jumped all over it. And as soon as I got to Hawaii and spent that week off, I was kicking myself because I asked myself, why the heck did I not do this before thinking that it was going to hurt me? And if I could do anything differently, I don't live a life of regret, but if I were to change anything and what I tell people that are in their young 20s is that I would have done something like that when I was 23 or 24 or at least taken a week off when I had the time to because I find that taking time off, creating time for yourself helps you in your performance when you're back on your normal schedule. Taking time off makes you better for when the the clock is on. And it's something that I prioritize now. It is something that I realize hasn't made a difference in me getting to where I'm at, meaning that it hasn't negatively impacted me. It's positively impacted me. And it's something that I write down in my goals list that it's now a baseline activity for me. So I kind of got the travel bug after going to Hawaii. I make a few trips every year now, and I make it a priority to take at least three trips per year. Not all of them last a week, but I've been to several different countries now, traveled all over the United States, and will continue doing so because it's important 
and it improves my performance. I also apply this to my weeks as well. One thing that I've talked about on the podcast as it relates to creating time for myself is I have a reminder in my calendar every Monday to schedule a happiness sprint. And before it was just called a personal activity reminder. It got renamed to happiness sprint uh, from my friend Lauren Widrick. She is the originator of the term. She was on the podcast earlier this year. And a happiness sprint can be something that makes you happy and doesn't take a long amount of time. It could be something such as scheduling going to the driving range or for me being here in Charleston, South Carolina, it could be something as simple as going to the beach to read a book, but actually schedule that time in your calendar, write it down because when you're doing that, it shows that you are making it important for you and it will make you feel better that you're actually carving out time where you can visually see like, Hey, I'm doing something for, for me. So that is lesson number one. Number two is don't take anyone at face value. Find out what's behind the curtains before you move forward with someone. And I say this from a personal perspective. I say this from a professional perspective. People can look great. They can speak great. What I like to do is find out the people who truly strive to be great, not just for themselves, but for others. I've found that some folks, especially on social media, who I thought were crushing it, weren't really crushing it, but they can put on a a good ploy. And that's something that this new 15 minutes or less per day on social media has been really helping me out with because I don't really scroll too much anymore. And I would rather know what is in somebody's mind and heart versus what is their external appearance. Let me see what is actually inside of you. Unfortunately, you know, there's been a few people that I believed in the outside a little too much. It didn't cause any major detriments, fortunately, but it taught me that before I let anyone in the circle, whether it's, again, a personal professional relationship or even someone that I may be looking to date, I'm absolutely going to be looking behind the curtains more and and doing more research. And I would rather do that knowing that it may lead to less people being around me than than have a bunch of people around me that once you look beyond the curtains they lack integrity or they're not who they say they are they are experts of little i don't want any part of that so that's something now that i am very very cognizant of, and I don't allow myself to slip in this area, which is a perfect segue into number three, which is that your gut is your second brain. Don't doubt it. The reason why you may hear people refer to your gut as your 
second brain is because there are just as many nerve endings down in our gut as there are in our brains. Therefore, those signals that you're getting down in your gut of something going wrong or maybe someone not being truthful, etc., those are real feelings and that is your body, mind, heart protecting you from a decision that you may be about to make or from someone that really should not be in your life. That is something that I have talked about here where I thought that I was in a relationship that was going to be long-term and had life figured out at 23 years old with the woman that I'd met in college. And sure enough, you know, bad gut feeling that I decided to ignore and came home to find everything gone. Lovely. There's been a few other instances where I've had these bad gut feelings that unfortunately, you know, I don't even say unfortunately because there's a lesson learned, but have led to certain people, you know, no longer being in the inner circle. And that's, it's a-okay because it's helped make me better, more cognizant, more aware. And it has taught me what to look out for in the future. So I'm just as thankful for the tough moments as I am the the great moments because it is the the difficult moments that promote the most growth. I love this quote from John Madden that the way to easy street is through the sewer. Sometimes these things are going to happen, folks. But listen to your gut that will that will help keep you on the road more often than than in the sewer. Number 4. If something won't upset you 5 minutes or 5 days from now, let it go. I used to get pretty frustrated in my early years because of various things going on at home and then that level of frustration or the the translated from things at home to things that people would would do in the real world as I entered society and there is no benefit in losing your your temper because all you're doing is giving power to another situation so now if say someone cuts me off when we're driving I smile and say a quick prayer and wish that that person gets to wherever they need to go in a safe manner. And I wish that if it's they're driving that way because it's something important that they don't miss it. But I don't allow myself to give power to that person or situation and, and allow it to influence my day in a negative manner. I'll ask myself immediately right there on the spot with something that happens. Is this really going to upset me five minutes or five days from now? 98% of the time, the answer is no. So I keep moving forward. Next lesson. Don't chase titles, chase impact. This is something that I see a lot 
of people in their 20s. And I mean it in a positive way that the ambition comes from a great place. And I respect the ambition if people are chasing certain ranks, certain awards they want to earn, etc. Good on you for, for having that ambition. What I caution people against is that being a goal simply for the, for the fact of being able to say you were on the 40 under 40 list or 30 under 30 list or the management by a certain age. At the end of the day, I don't believe any of that stuff matters because I don't believe we should be defined by the awards, the accolades, the titles that we may have, but rather by the impact that we create in others' lives and our environments around us. That's one reason why in my house, I only have one award that is up on the wall and it's and it's on a wall that it's not visible to everyone as soon as you walk in. So when you walk in my office, you'll see my goals board, you'll see tons of books, lots of sports memorabilia, but I don't have a wall stacked with awards because at the end of the day, what I want people to know of Ryan Cass is that he was someone that was very committed to helping people chart a desirable course for life, creating a foundation for sustained success, giving back, not, yeah, he was a podcast host and he started a couple companies, earned a bunch of awards. At the end of the day, that's that's not what matters. I was having a conversation with someone today that talked about, we were talking about the, my class ring from the Citadel. And for those that are not familiar with the Citadel, it's a military college here in South Carolina. And your senior year, you get a, you know, the band of gold, our class ring. What's unique about it is that the class ring design never changes. So the only thing that you get to customize on the ring is what what's on the inside so your name and whatever quote you want to have and earning the ring is not a rite of passage but rather a, a symbol of enduring something very difficult in life and a lot of people are well aware of the challenges that you face here at citadel and i was talking to someone today that asked about the ring i said oh that must be really cool like that must help you get a lot of things And I told this person, you know, I should be able to take this ring off. And by the way that I carry myself and how I present myself in this situation and in the workforce and wherever else you might see me, that by having the ring off and then telling you, you know, yeah, I went to the Citadel, then it should come as no surprise to you versus I have the ring on and maybe... I'm not acting in alignment with my values or I'm, I've got the ring on and I'm using it to, to flash in front of people and say, look at me, I went to a tough military college and I deserve X, Y, Z. No, I'm not defined by the object. I'm not defined by the title. I'm defined by the impact that 
I choose to make. And that's how I'll always be moving forward. I've, I've found that the titles, the awards, the accolades, if that's what you really want, they'll come to those who are genuine and who, who earn them. Focus on being great, being great at your craft, being great at helping people, being great in the alignment with your value system, being great to your family, being great in your community and the titles, the awards, if that's what you want, those will come. But don't make the title and the award a goal in itself. One last thing on this one, just on titles, because this is another one that I find, another conversation I find myself having a lot with people asking how I got into management. Or, you know, they'll I'll tell them what I do and they'll say, oh, that's really cool. Like, how do you get that? Or I want to be a, a, in management, etc. And I'll ask people, well, why? And they say, well, I want to help people. I say, great. Is it the title that, en- that enables you to help people? Or is it yourself that enables you to help people? Because the title isn't what's doing the work. It's you that is doing the work and choosing to, to impact people. I've met a lot of leaders that have the fancy titles that if it was up to me, I wouldn't work a single minute with them because I know that they're not truly committed to creating an impact and they're not truly committed to the betterment of their people. They might be to the paycheck, but they're not the greatest leaders of people. Elon Musk in a recent Securities and Exchange filing for Tesla put his title as Techno King. And it was kind of at a a little bit of a stab to corporate America just saying, look, all of you guys with your fancy titles, that's great. But these titles are, they're not real. The only title that is real is... You know, I think he said chief executive officer and treasurer, but basically he was saying, look, you can have whatever title you want. That's not what matters. What matters is the impact. So I don't always agree with everything from Elon Musk, but uh, Mr. Techno King, I like that one. Next one. Systems are greater than goals. And if you know me, you may have thought that I was going to talk about goals right off the bat. And every lesson that I had about my 20s was about setting goals. But I actually learned about goal setting when I was 18. And I do talk about it a lot. That's one of my, that's my purpose in life is to help people establish a foundation for sustained success by building systems that enable you to accomplish your goals. But Notice how even there I said systems before I said goals, because at the end of the day, goals are just desired outcomes. It's really systems that enable you to accomplish your goals. So with anything that I want to accomplish in the future, I want to create, I'm thinking about the system. How can I create a system that enables me to get 
what I want to to create. Systems. Systems, systems, systems. Think about systems as it relates to any goal that you have. Next one. Don't set yourself on fire to keep others warm. This is something that came out in my later 20s, and that specific line actually came out of a mastermind dinner that I was having at my house earlier this year from my good friend, Dante DiBattista, who is the podcast host of Pursuit of Self-Actualization. Dante said this, and it really struck with me, because what that means is, You want to be there for people, no doubt, but not at the cost of then burning yourself down. Don't be a 10 for everyone else and a zero for yourself. What I tell people a lot is to be the best you for you so you can be the best you for others. Now, it doesn't mean always be selfish, and I'm not even implying that any of this is selfish, but how can I expect to give you my absolute best if I can't even give myself my absolute best? Be selfless, but take time for yourself. Rather, optimize yourself so you can be more selfless for for others. And this is also something that is very present for me, this thought of don't set yourself on fire to keep others warm. And I'll literally be thinking like, am I setting myself on fire right now? Am I having a, a Ricky Bobby moment where I believe I'm on fire? And I, I say that jokingly, but it is something that I often ponder about. Next, give, give, give. Whether it's your time, your money, your knowledge, Give, give, give. The best gift is to give back. And for those that believe in in the big man and the good book, and I was having a great conversation with my brother and business partner, Chris Singleton, the other day. We were talking about how much of an impact we were able to make financially this year. Uh, this past year, year 29, I gave more than I ever have in in my life, uh, all across the board, time, money, and and knowledge. From a financial perspective, I don't even think twice about giving back anymore, uh, because fortunately, you know, as I've continued on this journey, have become more and more financially blessed. I don't believe any of that is by mistake, and I know that as I continue giving that more is going to come in. And I don't give with the intent that, or rather the thought that, hey, I know, okay, if I give you a hundred bucks, I should be getting 200 bucks back at some point in time. That's never the intent. Give with your heart. But the good book does say this in Proverbs eleven twenty five: One who gives freely yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. I'm going to say that one one more time. One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. That hits right there. This past year, fortunately, was able to create about $20,000 in giving between the scholarship fund 
and masterminds and personal funds. And I didn't think twice about any of it. And it was the coolest thing, the coolest accomplishment by far. It was being able to create a, a massive impact giving back this year. And I look forward to continuing to ramp up with that all across the board in every category, not just monetarily. Next one is that you own your success. And I don't believe knowing what I know now, especially in my 20s, having the opportunity to meet thousands of people in the professional space, that there are, there are no prerequisites for success, meaning that you don't have to come from a successful family or have a pristine education. You don't even have to have an education in my back in my view to to be destined for success because all of that comes from within. I've worked with people from all over the world and some of them some of the brightest minds that I know are people that came from little to nothing that have created the ultimate pathways for themselves. And I've also worked with a lot of people that have come from elite families and they might have a top 10 MBA. And if it was up to me, I wouldn't want to work with these people. And I've found in some cases that they hold themselves back. When it comes to anything in life, there's no prerequisite for you and what you want to to create and what you can become. All of that is already within you and it's up to you to break down any wall that you may be putting up internally that is going to stop you from creating those things. The last one that really speaks to me is that being genuine always wins and focus on on being genuine. This is kind of a segue from the last lesson with owning your success, but I find that being genuine in your approach with people makes so much of a difference. So whatever it is that that calls to you as genuine be that in in everything. It's something that I truly believe makes a huge difference. Showing someone that you really care about them. Ask them how they're doing and take a minute to absorb the response. And if you feel that something's not right, Ask that person, like, hey, you know what? I know you said you're good, but I don't think you're good. Like, how are you? Like, I really want to know. The sign of a good leader, and this comes from a podcast with Simon Sinek, asking a three-star Marine general, you know, sir, what do you believe defines a good leader? He said, someone who can ask another person how they're doing and actually give a damn about the response. Be genuine in how you listen to people, be genuine in how you approach a conversation, be genuine in how you learn about others' backgrounds. One of my favorite people that I talk to every day, one of the conversations that I look forward to the most at Boeing, I love stopping and talking to our mechanics and I, and I love stopping and talking with, with our janitors. 
on paper, you would see them at the bottom of an organization chart. But these people are so filled with life and wisdom and knowledge, and you can learn so much from them. And I believe it takes a genuine person to be willing to listen to them, learn from them. Being genuine all across the board always wins. So these are my 10 lessons that I've learned through my 20s that are really influencing me, continuing to influence me rather into this new decade. I know that I'll continue sharing more lessons, but this is really what occurs to me is most useful right now is on my heart and I appreciate you all tuning in appreciate all of the good messages great feedback let me know if there's anything that you would like to see done more better or less on this podcast it's continuing to to get better to evolve and I look forward to seeing what this new decade of life brings to the podcast and how we serve and create an impact for you and anyone else that tunes in. Thank you so much for all of your support. Thank you so much for the love. Thank you so much for the feedback and the opportunities to get better. I appreciate you all and it is my wish that you all win today. Thanks so much for tuning in.